0: Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs, and I'm so happy to be here with you today. Today's episode is brought to you in part by our friends at International Justice Mission. Y'all have heard me talk about IJM. It's a global nonprofit working to end slavery and violence around the world they go into the deepest cruelest pain in our world and they bring the full force of the law with them to provide justice and healing and after 20 years of hard work countless miracles and amazing partners IJM has been a part of rescuing over 50,000 individuals seeing them set free and rehabilitated and it is just incredible But there are thousands more children, men, women who are still waiting for rescue, and you can make a difference in their lives by becoming a Freedom Partner. Freedom Partners give monthly so that IJM can show up month after month to rescue people from slavery and walk with survivors as they heal. So visit IJM.org slash change lives to be a part of this movement for good. Your consistent support will impact the lives of individuals all around the world. So join them at IJM.org slash change lives. As you may know, we are continuing. We're halfway through our special series called Summer 2020. The Enneagram is a tool that we love around here to help us know ourselves better and love our people better. It is just a tool, but it's one of many that can help with personal growth and one that we find really interesting and helpful here at That Sounds Fun. If you are just jumping in for the first time today to hear about the threes, Yay, welcome. We're so glad you're here. We also already have the eights, the nines, the ones, the twos, and an intro show with Sarah Jane Case. So make sure you go back and check those out as well. The music in the background is from our good buddy, Mr. Ryan O'Neill, better known as Sleeping at Last. He's created a song for each Enneagram type, and what you're hearing now is the Enneagram 3 song. Y'all heard me say this last year. No other song made me cry like hearing the Three song. It will really add to your experience and deepen your knowledge of Threes to go listen. So head to Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you love to listen to music and check out Sleeping at Last. It's just beautiful. It's beautiful. This year, our Enneagram threes are Taylor and Candace. And y'all need to know that in my own personal journey, these two threes have genuinely healed things in me and helped me to better understand the minds and hearts of threes. I am really grateful for them. And remember, we do have an Enneagram three episode from Ennea Summer 2019 with my friends, Nick and Marissa. If you want to go back and hear that as well, I think of all the ones last year I was the most changed by Nick and Marissa, and that might be true today again with Taylor and Candace. Before we get to know them, though, our friend Seth Abram, y'all know and love him, Enneagram expert and host of the Fathoms podcast, is going to give us a quick overview of what we should know about threes. Okay, Seth, welcome back. Let's talk about our Enneagram threes. Yes. Now traditionally, before last year's shows, I had some issues <laughs> with threes. I learned a ton sitting and listening yeah, and have and good. have a lot of sympathy and love for threes. But will you kind of give us a flyover of yep. what, who Enneagram threes are?
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, the way I'm describing all these numbers, but especially three here, you'll kind of... Be able to gain maybe some compassion mm-hmm. because you, you can really see that they're trying to fight back Yes, what's important to them, what yes. is true about them. That's
0: what I learned last year is they yeah. are fighting all the time. Yeah, uh, That's our hope for all these shows is yeah. that eight out of nine of these shows are not you. Yes. But, but our hope is that you listen to all of them and grow in compassion for the people that you love that identify as those types. Absolutely. So help us grow in compassion with threes.
1: Yeah. Okay, so Enneatype 3 is the point on the Enneagram that represents the heart's capacity for value and worth, mm. and inspiration, and ambition, and, and really hope. Yeah. Uh, so, people who leave with Enneatype 3, they have within them absolutely this capacity to show us what it's like to do things from the heart. Because this is where we know who we are. Yeah. When you know who you are, uh, what you do is no longer about proving anything because there's nothing to prove. Right. Right? Uh, so, my worth and my dignity, my value are inherent. Mm. I don't have to prove anything, so this is what they're after, right? And you know, they find out that anything they do, whether they're successful or not, can be can you can find meaning and purpose in that? Yeah, you yeah. know, when you're connected to your heart. Uh, so this is what they're after. They really want to feel valuable for who they are without doing anything. That's really what they're after. So they can actually be really, really great at supporting and dignifying other people at their at their healthiest. Yeah. You know, so they're motivated and they're they're vision casters, always super effective and inspiring. They're full of initiative. They really are. Yep. But the issue comes for threes when they feel like they're losing contact with this innate gift of, of value and worth. And so they start to believe this conditioned story of of people are rewarded for what they do, not yeah. who they are. And yeah. then they begin to be driven by status and image and attention. Uh, you know, they can be really, really task-driven and goal-oriented and f- finally, like, exhausting themselves entirely. This is that move to nine, you know, mm-hmm. when everybody's not looking, oh, Okay, I'm going to peace out on the couch, you know. Yeah. But and then finally, sadly, you know, they can really neglect their heartfelt mm. relational ability yeah. and kind of steamroll of relationships and forget about those things. But, but yeah, ultimately, threes are really motivated by this need to be outstanding and find their value. And they work hard not to be uh, mediocre or average. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: why do we need threes in our lives?
1: Yeah, I think they really give us hope for the future.
0: Wow, I think That's if you huge. sit with
1: if yeah, if you sit under any leadership of the three, I think you' learn this. you know, they're often casting uh, an inspiring vision of mm-hmm. what could be. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times um, my my boss's boss has just been like, yeah, let's go, Come yeah. on, after you've just talked about that thing. Yeah, but I also think this is a different one, and i uh, I think because they're so success and image driven, healthy threes can show us the real value in failure.
0: Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. say, say more about that.
1: Well, failure is what they're running away from. Yeah. Because if I'm enmeshed in my, uh, this idea of who I think I need to be, mm-hmm. my, my identity is wrapped up in accomplishments, mm-hmm. I can't fail. Because people are going to see that my image is, is nothing, yes. you know? Yes, So they really can show us the gift of failure for yeah. sure. Yeah.
0: Why do we need them in the world?
1: Um, I think they have a massively high capacity
0: to do. Yeah. Right. We have three of them in our office. Oh yeah. Out of seven. (laughs) It's awesome. Wow. That's (laughs) We are, we are turning out some things and I am tired. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're driven, right? Yeah. Drivenness is what they can give us. That's what they give to the world, but also just pushing people to work.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I think it's so important when, for a lot of reasons, you know, when, when it's been a difficult week, but they're still going. Yeah. I think of efficiency. They're super resourceful. Uh, they can be productive and get tons and tons of things done, right? Um, but also just their quality of leadership. Um, there's a reasons threes tend to lead everything, right? You know, right?
0: It's not an accident. Yeah, we yeah. want
1: we want that. We yep. all do. Yeah.
0: Um, what should we listen for in this conversation with Candace and Taylor?
1: Um, yeah, I think you know their orientation toward efficiency yeah. and this fast pacedness. Yeah. Also, really a level of competency and confidence for mm-hmm. sure there's maybe some goal-drivenness potentially i don't know maybe some self-promotion or name (laughs) dropping potentially let's hope so yeah
0: (laughs) they also it tend to be the ones who show up looking the best yes oh yeah yeah, totally yeah
1: yeah and that might even be about the subtype as well but Mm -hmm. we're not getting into that yeah not today but we will (laughs) yeah um but yeah i think also hopefully what you hear you'll hear is some real a real sense of self-worth and value yeah yeah
0: great yeah, make sure you're following Seth and keeping up with him. He is so brilliant at Integrated Enneagram. And here is a really special conversation with our Enneagram 3s, Taylor and Candace.
2: I was going to say, I was talking to my mama on the drive over here, and I was like,
3: yeah, Candice is like the other three. And she's like, oh my gosh, you probably haven't seen her in so long.
2: And,
3: and was, is that true? Yeah, it's I been mean, a while. I think the last time I saw Taylor, I beat him in ping pong at Crosspoint.
2: <laughs> probably, probably. <laughs> we used, to, we used to go at it. We used to
0: go at yeah. it. Why? Do you, are y'all both? Do you just both really love ping pong? No,
2: and we both like, really love to win. Yeah, it's like the
3: office culture back in the day. Like yeah. we had two ping pong tables, and yeah. we needed like a little mental
0: break. Yeah,
3: yeah. he would play and Taylor break was a paddle ping or two.
0: <laughs> Did y'all play more than other people? Like, is it a three thing to need play at work? Or competition? Do you know? That's uh, a good question. I mean, it might
2: be. I don't know. If I had a break, I was like, let's go do something.
0: I want y'all to introduce yourselves. But first, I want you to know of of all 18 people who've come in, only one show has gotten rescheduled. And it's because Candace <laughs> was too busy.
3: <laughs> no, I wasn't too busy. I had a really important, like, given the times we're in in this world, yeah. there was like a racism uh, virtual panel Oh, cool. that I committed to and it <gasps> happened to be this afternoon right at the same time and so but I said yes to you first so I was going
0: to keep that yes if you couldn't move it yeah but oh, you that's moved kind. it to the morning so yeah of course we did thank you we just laughed really hard because every pair of you guys who are coming in are so different than the other pairs and so, like, the ones got here, and they, like, sat and they put their piece of paper out, and they had everything, and, and y'all both were, like, right on time, but not, like, weirdly early, but not late. And and I, and I we were laughing, because Jenna was like, and yeah, Candace is the only one who was like, I've got another thing, can we move it? And we were like, very three, getting it all done today. Getting I'm not doing done. anything today. So. <laughs> okay, let's introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit, just your first name and what you do, and your, like marital status and who lives in your house so that people know so taylor
2: yes my name is taylor i work at crosspoint church um i work as our next gen creative director so i work with our like kids and students and college teams on kind of all things creative i'm married to heather she is a nine yes she is a nine with like a one wing is what she thinks i i agree uh and then (laughs) good great what's
0: your wing do you have a wing i think two yeah i think so too
2: But I go back and forth between not having a wing (laughs) and being a two-wing. Me and Heather, we have been married since like January 2016. And we have a little dog named Mm Willet. He's a mini golden doodle. And he's a good boy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And Candace and I have known you since you were a... Co- Speaking of yeah. good yeah. boys, we've known you since you were a college pup. <laughs> yep. and, and yeah, it's been kind of fun. It's been really yeah, fun.
2: I, y'all, I interned at Crosspoint in yeah. the summer of 2013. That was 2013. Yeah. yeah, like oh seven, seven God, years there's... ago. I know. Isn't that crazy? Wow.
0: And he's now he's got a director in his name.
2: I know. I'm kind of a big deal.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you've really done it. Well done. I made it. Good and good last job. year he really put on the pressure to be the Enneagram Three on the show when I didn't have him last yeah. year. And don't he's think like, <laughs> for a second I didn't listen to last oh. year's
2: and be like, I can do better.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay Candace, tell us who
3: you are all right I'm Candace. um been in Nashville for 14 years this summer oh wow you didn't ask me to say that but I just did no keep going you're and, native. um I work in the music business I've gone back and forth between music business and church world yeah. but I'm now back in music business and I work at a company called Big Loud yeah and I run the marketing there and I love it
0: yeah and you're not married oh I'm not married I'm yeah. single yeah yes uh we just like people always are like am I just like them or am I not just like them? You know, so <laughs> I like to, I like people to know that. And you are, what people say about you behind your back is you are a boss at your job, yeah. whatever your job is, right?
2: Yeah, I got to work with Candace for like three years or yeah. something like that, and it was the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're Candace amazing. Incredible, and at that time, I think you were kind of like running like special project stuff that oh, we had. Yeah. So we were doing like Merry Music City Christmas and like, Easter. And those were always fun because Candace was in charge and was like, this is going to be dope. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's going to get done Yeah, and it's going to be good. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> That's exactly right. Candace, you write. So for people to understand, you don't just like write copy to put in marketing pieces. You run like a record labels marketing wing.
3: Yes. Yes. Our label, I feel like we have, we signed so many artists. I feel like we have maybe 12 artists right now. Yeah. We have two that are nominated for CMA Awards, hopefully an ACM Awards coming up. Yeah. That were rescheduled from April. and They're now in October. So right. we've got like a growing roster. And it's a new label. I think we are celebrating five years in August. That's awesome. And so the success so far has been, it's a cool Nashville story.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And our friends listening know Nicole Galleon. Yes. Because she was on the show last Christmas. Okay. And now she has her own... Mm, production? No, label. publishing. Oh, she has well, a label. She's a label and but a she works with company. Yeah, so she yeah. has a company called Songs and
3: Daughters and it's a female-driven record label, and she partnered with Big Loud on it, so yeah. I work closely with Nicole, and I love her. Man, talk about a boss.
0: Yeah, people here, we love her. When she yeah. was on it, you know we had her talk about at Christmas is how to throw a party. <laughs> we course. didn't even dive into like, how many number ones do you have? <laughs> and how you won songwriter of the year how many times? That's and fine, we like, were like, let's yeah. throw a good
2: Christmas <laughs> party. No, that's it, <laughs> we were like,
0: how do you do that party? Teach us how to throw a party. Okay, so with the two of you tell me how did you know you were a three and when did you get into enneagramming
3: i never heard of the enneagram at this point in time i think it was 2014 okay. maybe and i was at Cross Point and we had a guest pastor come in i'm not going to say his name and <laughs> i had to take care of him and he was all about the enneagram mm-hmm. and he said Candace, you're two do you know what the enneagram is and he kind of told me about it he was like you're two and I was like, all right, I need to go take this test and see what the deal is. And yeah. I took it, and I was a three. Oh, and then wow. I read up on the threes, and I was like, no way. I am not this person. Really? And then like, I took it again, and I was a three again. Uh-huh. And then I took it like a year later because I still didn't believe it, and I was a three again. So that's how I found out what I was.
0: When you read, I mean, did the test, because a lot of times, I mean, we have a assessment we recommend as well, but is was reading about it make it deeper to you, or did you just like want the test to tell you?
3: I wanted the test to tell me, okay. and then it wasn't until a couple years later, yeah. like I bought the books and started yeah. reading up on it.
0: Yeah. How did you know, Tay? Besides, um, you like are a Tay, is that, is that your nickname now? I okay. guess. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> that's a, that's not the first time we've yeah. done that.
2: So Seth, who I think is on every— Yes,
0: everybody just heard him introduce y'all yeah. and talk about your um, art.
2: He came in and worked with our team. Uh, Drew Powell, uh, our creative arts pastor, brought him in to Last kind Last year's
0: of, Enneagram 7. Yes,
2: Yes. last year's Enneagram 7. He uh, brought Seth in to kind of work everyone through, like, what's your Enneagram number, just as a team, so we could all kind of know as we interact with each other. I took, like, the quick test on, like, whatever free app it was. Yeah. And I was a 1, then a 2, then a 3. But then Seth kind of walked us through, like, the cards that he has and, like, just the coaching stuff that he does. And I remember him specifically saying that, like, I was between a couple – And he was saying, he's like, whichever one you read and it kind of makes you like cringe a little bit. He's like, that's probably you. And I read the three one and I like definitely cringed a little bit because it was all (laughs) the things I don't like about myself. Oh, really? Like it was, yeah. And like in being like first introduced to it, like just talking about like the always like competitive thing, Mm -hmm. the like always just like driving towards like wanting to get things done, like all of that. He's like, if you cringe a little bit, he goes, chances are that's probably you because you're picking out rather than like the, oh yeah, I love this stuff about me, picking out the things that kind of make you like averse to that one. yeah. And so that was, um, that was that. And then he's like, yeah, you're a three. And I was like, okay, like I didn't know anything about it before that. Right. And then I started to dive into it. And like you said, quickly discovered that I am a thousand percent a three. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you feel that way Candace? Are there things about being a three that you don't like?
3: Yes, like if you read the unhealthy side of a three, yeah. i I'm like, I need to always be healthy. <laughs> yeah. It keeps me on my game. But yeah, there were things, I identified with the success oriented part whatever that performance-driven nature is, definitely identify with that. I identify less with the vanity side. If you read about that on the threes, maybe it's because I don't like it, but mm-hmm. I I hated reading that part.
0: Yeah. yeah. What do you think – I mean, Tay, what stands out to you as what what you liked about being a three?
2: I And what I still like about being a three is, like, I feel like there aren't many challenges that I'm going to run into that I can't, like – figure out and take care of like, I like, there's almost, for me there feels like an independence that comes with like being a three of like, yeah, I can do this. Like anything that you throw my way, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to get in there and like, it's going to be like, it's going to be done and I'm like, it's going to be great. Like I'm going to chase after that. And I feel like that confidence I think comes with being a three that I can like accomplish things. yeah which was also, but that pairs with the like negative side of the three that you kind of were mentioning, like the vanity side, which I was like, didn't love because it takes, quickly takes like focus off people. If you're in like an unhealthy spot and focuses you a lot on like just getting stuff done.
0: Mm -hmm. That's something different that's happening in this year's shows than happened last year's. A lot of people who are coming in are going, here's what I know about the unhealthy side, and here's why I choose the healthy side. So, Candace, what are some things that you do as a three to choose health and to live in your healthy side?
3: Yeah, for me, it is I have to live in surrender all the time. Mm. And what I mean by that is I think as a three – I definitely am determined and I think I can do anything. Yeah, And I actually like the challenge of putting something in front of me that's tough to accomplish, or maybe we're on a time frame and we have to get it done. So I like the challenge of that, but if I take it all on myself and I believe it's all in my hands, that's the dangerous spot for me. And so ah. I have to constantly live in surrender, meaning I do what I can with my own hands, but the end result and how it all plays out is all up to God. Yeah, It's all up to God. If there's an opportunity I want, I don't have to vie for it, I don't have to position myself for it. Like, I just do my job, and as I'm doing my job, good things happen, and I just I just surrender uh, the control yeah. of having to force the outcome. Yeah, what good. is
0: what is that, what's a practical step? What does that look like? Does that look like a prayer thing you say? Or does it look like I mean you keep opening your hands, what people can't see is you keep opening your hands as you're talking about it. What's a so a three's mm-hmm. listening and he or she is going like yeah, I try to I sprint after every opportunity. Mm-hmm. I don't surrender anything. What's that how do you do that?
3: I think a practical thing in my day to day life. So I run a lot of meetings, for example. Yeah. And the three is a boss. And the three right. in me wants to like do well and get the job done and mm-hmm. make sure everyone's doing their job and mm-hmm. we know next steps. And it's like this control freak thing can happen yeah. as a three because you, you wanna move the ball forward and you need all these people to help move the ball forward. Mm-hmm. And so before meetings, I literally just kind of do a little, I don't even know if it's a prayer as much as it is like, God, this is yours. Yeah. I don't have to control anyone. They are in control of their own actions. I don't have to micromanage them. They can make their own decisions, but hopefully I can respect them in a meeting. I can inspire them, and that's all I can do. Yeah. Instead of like micromanaging it and making sure I'm like not lording over someone to control a desired result. So before meetings, it is God, this is yours. Yeah. Thanks for the opportunity. I'll do my best. I'll be present, but the rest
0: is up to you. Yeah. Tay, what does it look like for you to, to do some practical things to be on the healthy side of being a three?
2: I think that is like super true. I look back even early in like, when I was first out of school and like starting working, I was like, I am gonna get like the things done so that I can like impress these people and you know, climb the quote unquote ladder and like do the things, do the things, do the things. But I think that exactly what Candace was saying that like fighting pride and that surrender is like something that I honestly like still struggle with a lot, but I have to remind myself of like every day. Like, even in, you know, whether it be, like, super practically, like, work things or just in, like, a like quiet time, one-on-one time with God, a consistent prayer for me is, like, to allow God to, like, fight for me so mm, that I don't have to, like, fight for myself and, like, feel like I need to accomplish it. It's, like, the reminder in the morning of, like, okay, I'm going to write this down and I'm going to pray it and write, like, that I need God to fight for me today because ultimately like I know that I can't like win on my own mm-hmm. but when I get into like the busyness of like a day-to-day thing it's like everything seems to be going a thousand directions and I just want to contain it and like accomplish it myself so mm-hmm. I think it's that like daily reminder of you know similar to what Candace was saying of like just letting go and being like okay like you know the results are yours I'm gonna just do kind of what's in front of me yeah and then hope you know not not just hope but trust that yeah. that god is is going to take care of the end product.
0: So delegation is hard for threes because
2: uh, delega- I, I thought you were I didn't realize you were done. <laughs> oh, sorry.
0: You finished this. Anyway.
2: I think delegation is hard for threes for me personally anyway. Let me step back there uh, I used to work with a leader who always talked and you worked with him um where he talked about getting to 4. And it's like, you need to get to four, whether that's three plus one, whether that's eight divided by two, whether that's seven minus three, like however you get to four, it doesn't matter. I don't care. But as a three, I think it's a three thing. For me, I'm like, two plus two is four. Let's Uh go, like Uh that's the way to do it. So if I'm delegating something to you, I'm gonna be like, hey, two plus two is four. So like, if you could do that two plus two, let's move on. Rather than letting them figure it out. Yeah, because I'm like, okay, I am pretty confident in my mind this is the best way to do this. Mm-hmm. So just, like, do that so we can move on. But yeah. that's not great leadership. Yeah.
0: yeah. When, when do you find delegation hard?
3: I actually love delegation right now. Yeah. But I find it difficult uh, if there's lack of trust. Mm. And it's sort of is the,
0: will they be able to get it done? Yeah. Or should I just do this to make sure it gets done? Yeah. Right. I, I wonder if there's a lot of numbers who – who find the trust thing hard, but for different reasons, you know? Because I do too, but it's because I think no one's going to take care of me. I just have to do it. Hmm. Like, I'm the only one, you know? Hmm. Um, but I think threes have a little bit of a different motivation behind why you got there. Let's talk about the pandemic and being hmm. stuck at home. Because Candace though— What the non nashville world may not know is the entire music industry is still working from home, Mm -hmm. right? No one's gone back to offices yet. Yeah,
3: we've been, I think I'm going on, it's three and a half months of working from home right now.
0: Yeah, a lot of people are saying we're at about 100 days as of recording this. And so so talk to me about being a three, being a Candace, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and working from home and everything being on Zoom. And the music industry is suffering in a zillion ways that the outside world doesn't know. Award shows canceled, Mm -hmm. tours gone. Tell me about your experience being a three in the middle of this right now.
3: I would say the first two weeks were rough. I just, I felt so disoriented. Um, Just the whole rhythm was off. My normal pace of life was off. And I think for threes, for someone like me, I'm a delayed processor. Uh So when something's happening in the moment, I can recognize, okay, I'm having a reaction here, but -hmm. it takes me probably a few days to really dig in and figure out what's going on. And so I think not having the busyness of work and being around people all the time, I just found myself, like I had time to confront myself Mm. and to like take inventory. And that was really scary. And so I actually preferred having a day filled up with Zoom meetings (laughs) just so I didn't have to be stuck with my own thoughts for too long of a period of time. A
2: thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, Like you just like sitting there and – I, I was the same way. I was like, I had checklists of things I was going to get done around the house. Like, yeah. you know, I made like a quarantine bucket list when we thought it was going to be like a couple of weeks. That yeah. was really cute. And then, <laughs> yeah, that was cute back then. <laughs> but I was the same way of like, if I just sit here, like I'm going to have to deal with me and I just really don't want to. Yeah,
3: because first the first it's like, all right, I can do all these things. I can fix this one room I've been wanting to fix. I can put this piece of furniture together. I can get like my office together because I just moved into a new house Mm -hmm. not not too long ago. And then like after that's done and you still have time alone, it's like, hey, do you like your life? Mm. Are you where are you spiritually? What are you happy about? What are you not happy about? All these deep questions started coming and it scared me. But after like two weeks though of quarantine, I got into a rhythm and I just got to reevaluate just my day to day life. And so I know right now, my saving grace right now is taking walks in the middle of the, of the afternoon with my yeah, dog. Yeah. That's, you know, I'll have an audiobook or a podcast on, but just going for a long walk outside in nature has, I never did that before, at least during the work week. Yeah, yeah. no kidding. Right. But two in the afternoon, if I've got a break from a meeting, that's what I'm doing, mm-hmm. and I've enjoyed that. So I've discovered ways that, I've discovered what it means for me to be healthy mm. during quarantine. Wow. Because I've had the time and space for it. Yeah. You what know, would you say, Tay?
2: No, I, I agree with that. For me, it was a little bit delayed in when I had to like confront that because I did spend the first couple weeks, however long, in the mode of like, okay, like this is gonna be you know two, three, four weeks maybe so, like, let's just get some stuff done. So I was doing, like, projects around the
0: house. I mean, both of y'all get your bucket list done? Did you get everything done?
3: Not everything, but,
0: but I got a good lot. amount done. Yeah. I
2: got a lot of it done. Yeah, not. And then, honestly, once, once I realized that, like, quarantine was not just going to be, like, this short little thing, I took it down because I didn't get it all done. And I was like, I can't look at <laughs> I this can't and, see like, this. deal yeah. with the failure of <laughs> not getting it all done. But and so that was, like, the first couple weeks. And then once that, like... I kind of hit that wall of just, okay, well, I can't just, like, make myself busy all the time. It was the same thing of just taking inventory of, like, how is my spiritual life? How is, like, our marriage? How is just like life in general going.
0: Which is interesting because both of you are saying, once I got through the things to do, I started coming up with other things to do. Oh, that's <laughs> once <percent>. I <laughs> Once I got through the list of things that would improve my home, then I went through how do I improve my spiritual life, how to improve my, like, y'all have spent the entire time making something better.
3: Yeah, yeah. that's that's
2: true. Even Heather the other what day. What else are you going to
3: do, though? What?
0: Well, like yeah. a lot of people <laughs> what else, eat, do? eat pizza and watch Netflix, I've heard. I mean, I mean, like there's just there's you know, definitely yeah. been like
2: plenty of that for me, but like there's so much time that we're just at home. Like, I can only eat like so much pizza and watch so much Netflix. The only thing I haven't
3: mastered is getting my grass to be amazing and green and look awesome. I hate. Mommy I tried. Mom, so, like, I tried the gardening thing for like a Saturday, and yeah. I just I had to give up. <laughs> for a Saturday, I need, a, I need <laughs> to hire someone. I just there's no hope for me on that. That's right.
0: I just think it's so interesting to hear both of you spending. Because that isn't what other people have said so far in the series. Not everyone has not led with, I. I worked the whole time to improve something, oh, but then yeah. you said, "Well, what else are you going to do?" Right. Well, that was even, that I is told, such a like, brain space that y'all are in that not everybody's in. I
2: told you earlier, like last week, I had like a pretty low key meeting week, and like things are a little bit slower right now in terms of like work and stuff, and so because freni- there's no church. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so a friend was like out of town and he's like, hey, like they just bought a house. He's like, hey, we want to redo our floors. Do you want to do it? I was like, yeah, sure. Like I'll go down and.
0: Oh, you did it by yourself. You weren't with him. No. <gasps> it was me and, you just redid his floors? Me
2: and another friend of friend of his.
0: Oh, like, my went gosh. And, like,
2: and I was like, yeah, like that's something to accomplish.
3: Like I'm not surprised. i absolutely either. do that. Yeah.
0: I actually am. As I'm looking at you, the the graphic behind you, we want to frame with wood and have it stained and yesterday we were discussing who could do it and i was like maybe i'll hire taylor do you want to do that do <laughs> yes. that frame shameless okay. plug here i am <laughs> yeah that's right for our friends listening taylor and you and your wife are who came to my house and helped me put my um sliding doors yeah. on my bathroom yeah, bedroom i'm just as well. still
2: glad that they're up
0: yeah <laughs> he was very whenever worried whenever i do
2: work at like someone's house i'm always nervous it's like gonna fall and like <laughs> and he's like gonna get up and just be like waking up in the morning and it's gonna like fall A on door's her gonna yeah, <laughs> like, well Annie was fun. Like.
0: <laughs> how different this is a wide left turn for y'all, but how different would your life be as a three if you didn't have a relationship with God? Oh my gosh. I can't imagine. Yeah. Yeah. I can't
3: imagine.
2: I just feel like I'd be tired all the time. Yeah. Oh, like,
0: exhausted. That's Why? Exhausted. Say that. Why is that the word you go to? Out.
2: I'd for me, I think it's like if without that, like we both, you know, we both said of like we can trust the results to God yeah. and I think if you can't trust those results then you have to be the one who's in charge of steering them where they need to go and there's no point where you can like stop and let go and like let it be Other, you just have to take everything to like the absolute finish line and probably beyond because I think there's never you know without God there's never a like completed perfect thing to like accomplish Even wow. even with God like we're talking about like all the stuff that we want to do and have done in quarantine, that I think would be like your whole life.
0: Huh. Yeah. What do you think, Candace? You're just nodding along furiously as he talks. Yeah.
3: I agree with everything he said. I think that if I had to carry the weight of everything, mm-hmm. I would buckle underneath that pressure yeah. at some point because it's going to get too heavy. And so where do I offload it? Where do I, where could I pass that weight on? Mm-hmm. Um, but having to be responsible for from A to B for all the results, the performance for, I just couldn't imagine that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, We won't talk about details, but you went through some pretty serious work trauma. How did that change you as a three and like your, your ability to achieve? Yeah. You can describe it however you want to work. Trauma is what comes (laughs) to my mind. Yeah. that's That's a good way to put it.
3: Gosh, I had to I would say it changed me in a in a great way. The trauma itself was was rough, and it took me a long time to process. And it actually made me retreat from people yeah. and from organizations, and just find a safe place to just live and breathe and without any pressure yeah. at all. Gosh, that's a really I didn't know you're gonna ask that. Annie. I know. Sorry, it's not. No, on the it's list. fine. It's fine. I mean, I did a lot of therapy. I on did site. A, I did. Right? I did onsite before the trauma. Oh, I didn't know before that. Before that trauma, I should yeah. say. <laughs> right. right, To be fair. I did onsite you had a before that. Levels. Yeah. Um. But I think what it's taught me because I felt so responsible for that person in a way, mm-hmm. and I felt like I failed in my part of like trying to like really desiring someone to go the right way in life, yeah. and then they didn't choose it at all. Yeah. <laughs> and like I felt, I felt not. I didn't feel responsible, but. There was like a failure aspect to it for me um, that I had to deal with. And then there was also just the emotional side of how do I process these feelings? If you've ever been betrayed or deceived by someone that you love, what do I do with that? Because my choice in life can't be I'll never love someone again. That can't be my choice. So um, I had to process it. I had to forgive. I I had to – there's a book called Total Forgiveness – um, I think the author's name is R.T. Kendall.
0: Yeah. Maybe. R.T. Kendall's yeah. the person. Yeah.
3: Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. So total awesome. total forgiveness. Yeah. If you have any, if you're holding a grudge against anyone or you, you have bitterness or you don't know how to truly forgive someone that's hurt you, that book was a game changer for me. Really? Game changer. And actually, and speaking about the trauma, I can actually like speak well of the person now. Yeah. Like you could say the person's name and it doesn't phase me per se. Yeah. Um, I've got love. I've got forgiveness, and but that changed me in a number of ways. But I think it made me a healthier person, mm. and it made me. Uh, it allowed me to not, not allow one person to represent the entire human race.
0: Yes. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, Taylor, what does therapy feel like for you, and done for you in your life?
2: So you had asked that question on last year's. Podcast, I did. you did, oh. and so I was ready for it.
0: <laughs> it's not on the because,
2: list because sorry, I'll go back to my list. I think, like, my
3: go
0: up like, script. I like it.
2: Yeah, no, 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 it's great. My like gut instinct is honestly like a little averse to like counseling and therapy because there are just like so few people that I let in to see like real Taylor. Yeah, that I have to like, I have to find I don't know what it is, it's like almost like indistinguishable kind of like quality and just like trust with someone. Yeah. And so really the, I, I've like gone to a couple different counselors at different times and, and it's been all right. But then um, not too long ago, uh, Heather and I went and did like marriage counseling together and that was honestly great. I think it helped like having her there because like Heather is like a trusted person for me that, that I can like have her there to, to already like be let in and she'll kind of know when I'm not letting someone in. Yeah. um and kind of like keep me accountable to that. And so that was that was great. Like it was it was great for us just to, you know, kind of continue working on our marriage, but also we would have like sessions with our counselor where we would talk about, you know, something that leaned more towards like Heather's world or um sessions that were more just about like me, like personal stuff. And I think having her there um, made me a lot more willing to kind of open up and be honest about it, rather than like, rather than like, continue to perform in like a counseling setting.
0: Yeah, can it, that that has always been my fear of threes is I have love for each number and I have kind of a fear about relationship with each number, and my fear about relationship with threes is when y'all are unhealthy, you hide things. Yeah, and and I. And that scares me. I feel like we've been hurt by leaders who've hidden things. I feel like we have – and they, they might not all be threes, but that – but you're saying one of your healthy solutions to not be the guy or the woman who hides things is is having there are up-close people that you trust.
2: Yeah, like, a f- like less than a handful.
3: Yeah, I was going to say, how
0: many? Like completely? Yeah. Probably,
3: definitely one person – I got to do this exercise. So when I first went to therapy, even in therapy, I couldn't even share who I was. Like the person Mm. didn't even know who I worked for at the time. In in therapy, it revealed to me how much I don't trust people. Mm. And I'm in with a therapist and I can't even let a therapist in. So how to work through that. Um, But I've got a friend that like knows everything about me.
0: Yeah,
3: Everything, literally. Like the good, the bad, the traumatic, the ugly. And that was a good exercise for me just to kind of really be intentional to let someone in. Yeah. So I would say at least one person, maybe what? two. <laughs> I'm telling you that that knows everything. Yeah. Front to yeah. back. I could call
0: yeah, with really my healthy. ugliest side. I can yeah. call about anything. Yeah. What do you think, Tate?
3: I would say I would say
2: that like probably maybe two or three. Yeah. Including Heather. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Yeah. And and just so similarly. Like just it's not it's just not something that I'm gonna let everyone see or even a lot of people see. I've gone through I've gone through like, you know, just some, for a while, uh, I guess it was like two years ago, I had a, a stint of like some really just like severe uh, anxiety and depression. And it took like seven or eight months until I finally like agreed to like go talk to someone else about it. Like besides, uh, besides Heather? Heather. And she was just like always, she's like, you just need like blah, blah, blah. I was like, no, I can figure it out. Like, no, I can figure it out. Like, I'm not gonna like, mm. I'm not gonna let like people into that. like." We like we can figure it out, which was hindsight like super unfair pressure to put on her. Yeah. But yeah, the same way. Even when um, I think back to like this past fall when when we were going to counseling and everything, there wasn't necessarily like anything that was like driving us to counseling. We were like, this is probably a good idea. And so for me, I told her I was like, you're not allowed to surprise me. And there are nothing like out of left field that mm-hmm. is like, wait, I didn't know that was bothering you. I was like, I'm down to talk about whatever. But, like, at least give me a heads up so that I'm not, like, I don't feel, like, exposed in that moment and, like, wait, what the heck? Like, oh, yeah. wow. if you even tell me, like, hey, this has been bothering me, I want to talk about it, and it's something that I'm, like, not thrilled about that we're going to, like, talk about and let someone else in on, That's that was more okay than me, like, sitting there and her being like, all right, let's talk about this today and being like, whoa, where did that come from? Wow. And she was cool with that, thankfully. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. but that was also just me saying, like, hey, this is – like, if this yeah. is going to be successful – I just need, at least need a heads up so I don't feel like bombarded.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Is that a thing for you not to feel bombarded or bamboozled and surprised not, by? No. no, not as much. Yeah. Not as much. Because
3: I think if it comes at you, I mean, I feel like I'll just know the best way to handle something. Yes. But I think in terms of having people that are close to you, like I have a lot of great friends. Yeah. And so I think. For me, it's that le- It's there's layers. And, you know, yeah. I think you guys have all heard that line, like, be authentic with all, transparent with few. Mm-hmm. And there's layers to that. So yeah. I might have one good friend that, like, knows every little thing about me. Then I've got other friends that might know, oh, you had a childhood trauma. Maybe yeah. they don't know all the details and ins and outs of it, but they know they know me enough, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree with that. That's-
0: I like that authentic with all, transparent with few. Yeah. That's really good. I think that's helpful – the the hilarious thing is where that's helpful for y'all to be like be transparent with a few with me that's like annie don't be transparent with all you know like (laughs) mine is the opposite of like everybody doesn't doesn't get all the way in yeah and that is harder for me because i because of childhood stuff because of the way i want ever i don't want there to be any secrets Mm -hmm. i want everybody to know everything yeah and 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 that's a little bit of my sevenness too so it's i'm kind of we're if That's we're funny. swinging we're meeting in the middle yeah, yeah of being authentic with everyone transparent with a few yeah hey friends just interrupted this conversation to tell you about our friends at indeed as you know we are all still in the middle of a global pandemic and maybe at the beginning of all this your business had to make some hard changes Today, we've partnered with our friends over at Indeed, and they know that for any business, your next step is the most important one, like hiring someone who can make a real impact. Indeed helps you find high-impact hires faster and without any long-term contracts, and you pay only for what you need thanks to their super flexible payment options, which is really handy in these unknown times. So why not take the next step with Indeed? They're giving our friends, That Sounds Fun listeners, the ability to get started with the free $75 credit for your first job post and to get it in front of more quality candidates. Head on over to Indeed.com slash Sounds Fun or check out the link in the description on today's show. That's Indeed.com slash Sounds Fun. Terms and conditions may apply and don't wait on this, y'all, because their offer is only valid through September 30th. So go ahead and Hop over there. Indeed.com slash sounds fun. And now back to the show. What I love this question. Nothing is worse to me than when I feel what? Fill in the blank. Taylor's checking his notes. Do you have checking it in your my heart? Notes. Yeah. Go.
3: There's two things.
0: Okay. Misunderstood. Mm. Or deceived. Really? That is a very interesting combination. Misunderstood <laughs> or deceived? Cuz deceived is someone else is lying to you. Misunderstood is someone else thinks you are lying about you.
3: True. I think misunderstood. I mean, I think I heard someone say that we judge ourselves based on our intentions, but we judge others based on their behaviors. Right. Mm-hmm. And so That's run in my head for a lot of years too. Yeah, and so I think whenever the behavior and the intention, if I miss on that and someone's maybe misunderstanding what I'm trying to do and it, and it hurts them, I hate that. That yeah. hurts me. That hurts How does me a so healthy
0: much. three, a healthy Candace resolve that?
3: I talk to the person.
0: Yeah. Communication.
3: Yeah. I talk to the person yeah. and I don't let us leave the room until we get it all out mm. and we like resolve it. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I love when people start conversations like that with me of I'm writing a story in my head that says you think mm-hmm. this. Is that true? And then it gives you a chance to like, yes. Go with it either way and go, no, that is, you are writing a story in your head. Or, yeah, you're right. I was judging your behaviors, not your intentions. Mm -hmm. That's good. Okay, Tay, what, nothing is worse to me than when I feel.
2: For me, I wrote it like, um, like forgotten or like unappreciated.
0: Wow. Um,
2: Yeah, that is like, for me, what, yeah, that's the worst. Why? I think. Well, part of it is, like, the unappreciated is, like, my threeness. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the, like, the forgotten and kind of, like, aloneness yeah. feeling that I hate, I think a lot of that is driven from a a fear that, like, I'll only be what I can do for people.
0: Hmm. I will only be what I can do for people. Yeah, yeah
2: like, that is, like, because, because we accomplish, because we do things, that I worry that that is... Like why I'm around for people. That's why I, am, that's why I like the people that I work with. That's why they like me. Mm-hmm. Even like friends, like that's why they like me because of what I can do, like in a friendship and things like that. Oh, and shoot, so and I just asked you to do something on our. No, world. no, no, I'm gonna no pay I mean, you. I mean, <laughs> like, I'm gonna pay you. I mean, like, do like what I can like bring to a friendship. There's, it's not like a, like, it's not that our friendship, Annie is like because you just genuinely like me as a person it's because i can like do something for you that's like a fear like i know it's not true but it's kind of just Mm -hmm. like a subconscious fear that's always like all the time not all the time but a lot of the time yeah
0: at the start of every friendship do you work through that first
2: kind of (laughs) always i think
3: yeah do you think do you ever think like all right why does this person want to be my friend yeah what's their intention yeah what's is it genuine or do they want something yeah
0: or, yeah, I was about to say. So he wonders. It sounds like Taylor. You wonder if is it genuine or is it what I can do for them? Mm-hmm. And you're saying is it genuine or is it who I can get them to, or what I can get for them?
3: Yes, it's all in that same, yeah, family. It's all in that yeah. same family. Yeah, I, yeah. I I think that that's why the friendships I value the most are the ones where someone has nothing to gain. They have yeah. no dog in the fight yeah. with me. Yeah.
0: So my new country music. Plans. i shouldn't bring them up right now i shouldn't the reason you're here today candace is i would like you to sign me that it's sounds fun EP. yeah yeah i've got a i've got a couple of songs i've been meaning to get out i was hoping you do it one just of them kidding. is
2: called Wowies. zowie here's yeah
0: here's what y'all can both know i can't well taylor builds things for me but candace i just like you i'm not trying to break into music oh, cool. today so
2: we're just so i can do things for you. yes yes yes, yes so when you can't fall asleep me. tonight
0: wondering if i'm just using your friendship yeah I when i
2: text you at 10 30 and be like you didn't really mean that right <laughs>
0: that's a good time because you know I'm in bed about yeah. that yeah someone a friend of mine texted me last night I was like which show should I watch this one or this one to like westerns and I was like I am so impressed that you and your wife are starting a show at 10.40 and he was like no 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 we're talking about what we're starting tomorrow because I was like forty, my gosh Candace, tell me what Can we talk a little bit about you being a black woman in leadership in a country music world? (laughs) Sure. Because, um, Taylor, we won't talk about you being a black woman in the (laughs) country music world. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) (laughs) But I would love for you to talk a little bit about how your personality makes you great at that job and ways that you have had to choose health. And that role with all the things that you are, a female in a very male-driven industry, I mean, very Mm male-driven industry, a black woman in a very white industry, Mm -hmm. right? Is that all fair to say? Yeah. So what's it like to be you, Candace Lockins?
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. Like, I I did a panel a couple weeks ago, and it was on race, and it was on this very – topic like being black in the Nashville music industry yeah and I share just personal stories whatever questions they asked, I answered directly and I shared my personal stories and I live this life every day so I don't think there's anything special or or new about it I just it's an I have a normal experience or so I thought and after sharing stories the responses we got back people were shocked
0: is this something other people can watch or was it just for people in the industry was like just for
3: people in the industry they did not record it thank god yeah okay um because it was very. What,
0: people were shocked. Why?
3: Just about the black person's experience in Nashville. Mm. That like, and I'm, I'm not trying to get controversial on this at all. Come on, but you're like, welcome. But like how if I see Confederate flag, that means something to me.
0: Yeah.
3: Versus maybe when a white person sees it, they yeah. might not flinch or it might mean something to them. But definitely means something different to me. Yeah. And they just weren't aware of the experience at all. Um, I had a friend call me, um, a coworker. We were doing a music video shoot before COVID hit. And they called me and they said, hey, I know you're planning on coming down to the chute. Maybe don't come today. We're in this, we're in this part of town that's really rural and wow. there's like flags everywhere. And like there's pamphlets in this venue that just kind of reek of something really crazy. Yeah. So wow. might not be a safe environment for you. Oh, my gosh. And so see, you, your reaction is, oh, my gosh. For me, I'm like, okay, cool. Like. I get it. I live that every day, right? I've got to know where I'm going, what part of town I'm going to. Maybe not here, but if I'm going like 45 minutes, like (laughs) east or west or wherever, I've got to be careful. My experience though, I mean, Nashville has been great to me. I love where I work right now. I work with just awesome human beings. I feel respected. I feel valued. Mm -hmm. And I feel looked after. I feel looked after Uh. by my coworkers, um, both executives and partners down to if you're, 22 and just graduated college.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, so we've got a great culture there that I love, but it's been isolating being mm-hmm. a black woman working in country music and even at the church for, to some degree. I was going to say you were at yeah. a predominantly it's, uh, white yeah, church. Too. It, it's isolating because there, there's not an outlet like you, when there's people that don't look like you, mm-hmm. there's, it's very isolating feeling sometimes. Yeah. And it's just, but it is what it is.
0: Yeah. It's what it is. Do you think your threeness has helped you?
3: Yes. I would say as a three, I'm less self promotion and I'm more like even keel. I'm even keel. I thrive behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, Even saying yes to your podcast was not like an easy yes for me. Like you're waiting for the opportunity. (laughs) Yeah. And that's not anything negative. That's great for me. I'm like, (laughs) I hope she doesn't call me.
0: Yeah. You're like, does everybody, no one tell Annie I'm a three? Just don't tell her what I am. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Even us, like working. Together, like, I totally, like, see that side of you. Like, yeah. you thriving, like, getting it done, but by no means want to, like, have the spotlight.
0: Yes.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's you me. That. And so I feel like the three... So the, is your
0: four wing really strong? Or I do you, know? you know
3: what, the wings... I took the test three times. One time came back as a four wing and uh-huh. the other two came back with a two wing. Oh, okay. So I have no idea. Well, if I a bird no needs both, yeah. really. But I so. would say the threeness of me, the determination, the not giving up and being optimistic. So yeah. I don't camp out. If I've ever felt that maybe something was weird with someone because of my race, I've never camped out there. Yeah. I am like, you can't stop me. Yeah. I'm going where I'm going yeah. and I trust that path and whatever.
0: Yeah. Like you're lost. Yes. Yeah. Taylor, you're a white guy, yeah. in the world, <laughs> yeah, but what is actually true is it's not super easy to be a white guy right now, either. Is that fair to say? I mean, I feel like there's advantages, but y'all y'all don't have great p r right now
2: no no right That's fair,
0: and so how is your threeness playing into how you can be the best version and the healthiest version and the most helpful version mm-hmm. and model that for other white guys,
2: yeah. The question that keeps like rolling around in my head is like, what do I need to do to be on the right side of history? Mm. And so that is like, you know, yeah, that is that is kind of like the question that just keeps coming to mind. And so it I think is it's a little bit um, it's it's challenging because I think this is this goes back to what we were talking about earlier of like pride of saying like, no, I don't know anything about this. Like, I don't know this and I don't need to come in with an answer. I don't need to come in and like do it myself and like fix whatever, because like it's, it's, it's humbling to basically put yourself in a spot of like, I don't know anything. So like right now I need to be a sponge uh-huh. with no answers, which is not right. as a three is not a default mode for me. Right. Like as a three, it's I'm coming in. I see a problem. I got a solution. Yeah. That is not remotely on the table for me right now. And so it is um, it's almost like anti my threeness to do that. But at the same time, because that driving question is like, what do I need to do to be on that on that right side of history that can kind of help center me back to like, yeah, like I want to listen to Candace. I'm not going to, you know, es- like espouse my opinion or anything like that. I just want to listen to like those voices and learn as best as I can.
0: Spouse is a fancy word. Well done. I knew that you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. I mean, I think, what's your response to hearing that, Candice? His take on that? I love it.
3: I think it's, I think it's humility. And yeah. I think the healthy side of three will recognize the true answer of what's needed. And what's needed is for you right now, as you said, is to listen. Yeah. And you don't have to perform in that. And so I think it's awesome yeah
2: even like you when you sent over the like questions for us to prep and stuff like one of them was how has like the current state of the world affected and like that was the last question that i wrote notes about because it was like i don't like i just want to hear candace talk about that like Mm. i don't have an opinion to throw in there yeah and so what i wrote was what i just said yeah but yeah i'm just like finding that spot of being humble enough to say like i don't know and i think that's. Broader than even this conversation, I think that's something that is like hard for threes when we don't know. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. threes to me. Y'all can correct me if I'm wrong about this, but threes to me, hu- who choose humility, actually become the threes they want to be. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like the magic thing that makes all the colors brighter and makes all that like the recipe, the piece of the ingredient and the recipe that makes it extra good. Maybe the the salt or something. Where it's like, man, that's what makes threes really. Take over the world is when they're actually humble. Does that feel true? I agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. <laughs> yeah. Because, because you know that, how good you are. <laughs> I mean,
2: <laughs> <laughs> joking aside, yeah, kind yeah. of like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like you've seen like continued success and you do things and like you are successful at uh-huh. them. So it's, it's, it's hard to not think like, oh man, I'm awesome, but it's hard to not think of, it's hard to see something and think i can't do that
0: yeah great we need that Which, picture framed behind you <laughs> i feel like, like even saying
2: that out loud like that is like i have like suppressed that because i know mm-hmm. that that is so like not great <laughs> to why say why is that not great i don't know i feel like it's just really prideful just like does say that, like that doesn't feel fi- does
0: that, that feel felt,
3: that felt confident to me
0: yeah well, yeah. How does a Candace? How does a three draw the line between confident confidence and oh, pride? Yeah.
2: I'm interested to know the answer. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, I think you have to be really self aware to know what is driving you right now. Mm. Is is it like the recognition that's driving you? Is it the credit that's driving you, or is it the true value of whatever the problem is and mm, wanting to find an answer and solving to solving
0: it? it. Mm. Yeah that's the line yeah, that is that's the line good. yeah because i think one of the things i want you both to remember is the reason threes change our world so much is you do think you can do anything and so then the rest of us line up behind you and so so i don't want you to suppress that to the point where you where you to that point i want you to go i can do anything because we need strong black women taking over places in country music, Mm -hmm. just like we need you Taylor to take over in places in church and in families. And you know, like I I love that. So you can do anything. I've seen you fail a couple of times too. (laughs) So it's fine. One of the things we're really wanting to do this year is make sure that our, you know, eight of the, everyone's heard me say this, eight of the nine people listening to the show are not threes right and so the rest of us if we're married to a three or dating a three or friends with a three how do we love our three the threes in our lives really well those people that you let up close the ones you're transparent with what have they done to earn that
3: that's a great question Thank I feel you. like the married guy should go first on that
2: um, for me it is like it is a, a intentionality with no like agenda mm. like you know we were saying earlier about you know close friendships end up that way because it's, it's with, with no agenda. There's no, like I can get this or you can do this for me, whether that be, you can do this for me emotionally, or whether you can do this for me and get me next to, you know, whoever.
0: Say a name, just go for it. I don't know. Like whoever,
2: (laughs) like big time, you know, nominee that Candace is working with right now. Like, you know, whether that, whatever that is, I think it's an intentionality, um, where like, one thing for me that I know like means the world to me is if people just will like randomly just kind of reach out and be like, Hey, what's up? Like, how's your world? Like, how's, you know, how are you and Heather doing like during quarantine and things like that? And it's in, and with Heather, I think it's, it's the same thing of the intentionality of just like checking in without me saying that, like, I need something Mm. like not like having to convey the need, but just of the, yeah, the like here for you, like how even just the simple like conversation at the end of the day of like, how was your day? Not just like a, it was good. How was yours? Good. yeah. But like a what did you do today kind of thing, like diving into those spots helps me to like want to open up more. I think if people want if people make me feel like they want to know, genuinely want to know, then yeah. I will do my best to be genuine back.
0: OK, that's
3: great. What do you think? Candace? That's good. Um, Definitely the being intentional. And then for me, I think it's a matter of, if you do something that, my BS radar is pretty high. yeah, for Mm -hmm. sure. And so if you do something that is specific to me, that is like, that means the world to me. So like, for example, I'm a words of affirmation person, but not in the BS sense. Like I don't need someone to say, hey, like great job on that, like nothing generic. But if someone ever has taken the time to write a card Mm -hmm. and tell me what I mean to them, like with actual real words more than a sentence and more than being generic. Like yeah. I've kept every single one of those cards. I've got like a box in my in my office uh closet oh, wow. that just has cards that I've kept. Yeah. Um so I think things that are thoughtful and that are specific to me. That's, in whatever yeah, that's shape or form that is. Yeah. I had a friend that sent me like a quarantine care package out of nowhere. Aww. And that meant the world to me. Yeah. You know? Um so just something that's intentional and that is specific to me. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. I, I
2: and that reminds like uh, one of the notes that I made was like, I'm always like a little bit wary of feedback from people, especially like positive feedback where like you said, it's like, Oh yeah, that was great. And it's like, okay, okay thanks. <laughs> like, but the, like the intentional, like if you are specific and like for me, yeah, I resonate with that a yeah. ton. That's really good.
0: Does, does long distance in friendships, meaning does, do you trust people the longer they're in your life or is it pretty easy to trust people if they have one really deep conversation with you? Are you like, Oh, this person, this person really cares because we had like a really intentional dinner. Or is it like after four years, I think somebody is genuinely my friend.
2: I don't think it's either (laughs) or for me. Like I think, I think it can be a combination of both. Um, like some of my closest friends are people that I met a year ago. And some of my closest friends I went to middle school with like, yeah, but there, for me, there's—I don't think there's a differentiator. Yeah,
0: I agree with that. Okay, great. It's great to know for all of us making friends with threes <laughs> that it's not going to be—it doesn't have to be a marathon. Yeah, yeah. just t- connection. be, yeah,
3: connection. So if that develops, we have one great dinner, and that's awesome. And we continue it—that's great. But there's no, there's not a time frame for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah, and there's not
2: like like a checklist. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, they did that thing. All right. Oh. One okay. step closer. That's, okay. I, I don't know. It's just like a feeling. That's yeah.
0: really interesting because there are numbers who feel very like once they do that thing i'm in so y'all know mm. y'all are just connection i don't think so. not for me I don't yeah
3: think. connection oh great
0: what did we not say about threes y'all want to make sure we know what are the threes out there screaming but they haven't said or annie didn't ask
2: Re- well kind of related to what we just said i think this is true correct me if i'm wrong in my enneagram theory but the three is like the center of the feelings triad uh-huh And so like, even though I think that a lot of times threes can be seen as like, not super emotional because we're so like, nose the grindstone, like we are like getting it done. Yep. That kind of, and that was, I think that was what we were just saying about friendships. Like, I don't know, it's just a feeling, like it's a connection feeling thing. And so even though we do like to accomplish and like check off tasks and things, there is like a feelings, emotion side to a lot of that connection stuff.
0: Okay. A lot of feelings. Good. A lot of feelings I'm over
2: ready here, for
3: that. <laughs> and I okay. think that's funny because I, I think some people think that threes aren't in touch with their feelings yeah. or their yeah. emotions; That they're
0: only performing. Yeah,
3: right. and I would. I think that maybe in in an unhealthy way, yeah. some threes are, but for the most part, I think I'm usually really self aware yeah. of my feelings or that I need to go maybe spend time alone and process something. Yeah. Um, and then the other part is that we're always working, always being productive, which definitely drives us, but I've enjoyed Netflix during quarantine. Yeah. Good. I've had some good wine nights and just chill nights, you know. Yeah. So I don't think it's always this like work, 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 work and being productive that you never mm-hmm. just stop and enjoy life. Again, yeah. I think
2: that's a health thing though too. Yeah. Like I think that in my unhealthy seasons, I've definitely been in the spot of like next thing, next thing, next thing, next thing. Mm-hmm. And Heather will say, she's like, you are like, when you just like find things to do around the house, you're not in a good spot because you're just trying to like, ignore the like feelings.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. I love Heather. She yeah, just, like, tells you.
2: I know. It's like <laughs> great and like not so great at the same time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that. I think that's really important for people to know, it, especially I, I'm thinking of the threes listening of some checks they can do in themselves of like, oh, am I doing that? Or am I doing that? Am I doing that? Or am I doing that? And I like that y'all find counseling as one of the solutions to being healthy and going on walks and communicating. <laughs> so, okay. So the last question, well, A, let me just say to you both, I love you both. I'm grateful for you. Thank you for doing this. I'm thankful for the years that make conversations like this really easy and fun. Yeah. What, uh, because the show is called That Sounds Fun, this is how we have to end it. Taylor, swipe up to it's whatever, you, up. the next thing you're <laughs> going to say. Up. Tell me what you do for fun.
3: Candace, I can I thought you first. were going to ask... What sounds fun?
0: Oh, because the show is called That Sounds Fun. Tell me what sounds fun to you. That is why I'm so successful. Because I have an answer for that. Okay. Tell me what, what sounds, sounds fun, fun to
3: you. right now is renting a four-door Jeep Wrangler. Okay. And oh, going. I was about to say, know, he's got so one I've, in the basement. I've, I've texted you about your car. Remember this? Yeah. Like, I want a Wrangler so bad. Do you? I do. I do. Four-doors, white, tinted windows, black rims. I am obsessed with that car. Why don't car. you get
0: one? Because I'm, like, being wise and... I, I don't know. like, That's why you got your seven over here to be like, Candace, get you the car that you want. Sell your car, save up some money, get you a car. I've been eyeing it for a long time, so we'll see. Do you want to do the Jeep wave? Is that why? You want to get into the game? No, I just
3: think it's an awesome car. It it lasts in like any condition. Do you want one that has a roof that comes off like Taylor's? Well, the new ones, I don't know if yours has this, but like the passenger and driver's side panels come off. Yeah. So you don't have to take the whole thing off. Oh, yeah. wow. And then there's some that it just the top will just retract. You don't have to... No hardware. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, I don't want any hardware. If I'm getting one, it's all doing it yeah. itself. Yeah, yeah.
3: But what sounds good to me is renting one of those, going like for a road trip somewhere really cool. Where yeah. do you want to go? Maybe Colorado. Okay. Maybe Florida. Just
0: very taking a road trip somewhere. To very different places. And that's,
3: well, I'm thinking like mountains hiking, <laughs> like a river or something, uh-huh. or beach. Okay. Yeah. But that's, that, is what sounds fun for right now during quarantine.
0: Yeah, no kidding. That does sound fun. Um, yeah, you're like, you can take my, my Jeep's <laughs> yeah. red. You want a you caravan. Can, yeah, <laughs> We can each drive a Jeep. Tay, what sounds fun to you?
2: That sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like, right now, I think part of it is, like, because we're not really allowed, just, like, traveling sounds super fun. Yeah. <laughs> just getting out um, and, like, yeah, going somewhere. One of the things that, like, is fun is I – I like mentioned I love like doing projects around the house and like building stuff I think there is a little bit of like an accomplishment thing to that yeah sure but then I love going out and playing golf that's like one of the few things that I do that like that is the only thing that I'm thinking about is like I'm not thinking about whatever other things are going on um and I think that's why like the same reason like I love to travel because that's what that's the only thing I'm thinking about like I'm not thinking about whatever else you know is happening at work or in just in life, like, yeah, just getting out and being outside and doing something.
0: Okay, great. But
2: I think I want to change my answer to Candace's road trip.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I wrote all this out, but not interested. Yeah. All right. Thanks, friends. That was great. Anything we didn't talk about you want to talk about? Do you feel good? I feel great. I feel Super good. Fun. Did we win? Yeah, you didn't, for sure. You <laughs> didn't
3: ask us. I know that this is like off record, but no. you didn't ask us what are three words you'd use to describe yourself. Do you want to do that one though? Yeah. Okay.
0: What are three words you'd use to describe yourself? Oh, I need
3: to look at my cheat sheet. Okay, look. At I your would cheat say sheet. loving, uh huh, adventurous, determined.
0: Oh, those are very good. What are yeah. three words you wrote down?
2: I wrote down motivated, loyal, and layered.
0: Layered, layered, yeah. I like that. And I
2: of course thought of Shrek when he <laughs> describes ogres having layers like onions. they Lay- like
0: onions. And I made that reference, and I Heather like didn't get it, but. Oh, I love. Shrek. But
2: yeah, I think that like,
3: yeah, that's those, a good word. I'm gonna two. I'm gonna steal that one. Those six are very good words, you guys. That was that was worth. We did it. Yeah. And there's one more thing because I really want to know his answer to this. Okay. Is, what would what's something that people would be surprised to know about you as yeah. a three? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: I think it has to do with the like, layered answer, of, threes like living in that like feeling space a lot like as a three, you're really like performance driven and like great at that. But if you push past that and like, I actually let you in, you're going to get a lot more layers. You're going to get a lot more of the like real emotion, like the questions that I'm continually asking myself about, like how people feel about me, how, how I'm performing, like all of those. I'm, I think that threes come off really confident, but aren't. Like deep down, yeah. Mm. What's your? I'm, I'm yeah. interested to know your answer too.
3: I would say, and it's only because people have told me, like you're, you know, you seem confident or you're assertive or whatever the words are. Mm-hmm. And I think what people would be surprised to know is that I'm probably more sensitive mm-hmm. than yeah. Yeah. someone would think. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And that's I don't think I don't think I don't think way. threes are known of, like to be sensitive. Right. But that's like an internal, like a layered yeah. thing yeah. for sure.
2: That's a concise way. That Yeah. You would agree with that? Yeah. A thousand percent.
0: (laughs) Friends, don't you love those threes? Taylor and Candice, y'all are just such great representations of humans, of business people, (laughs) and of threes. I'm so grateful for both of y'all. As we are sharing all things Enneagram, I just want to remind you guys about our Enneagram Summer 2020 sponsor. If you're curious about your number, I encourage you to check out Your Enneagram Coach and take the assessment. They have amazing courses and tools to learn more about the Enneagram and building relationships with other numbers. You can take the assessment by going to yourenneagramcoach.com slash that sounds fun or by clicking through the link in the show notes. As you know, we have been saving a question or two for an exclusive YouTube clip after each interview. And for this whole series, I surprised every guest in the of Summer 2020 and asked them to talk about the upcoming election. So to hear some threes talk about the election, you just got to head over to YouTube.com slash Annie F. Downs TSF. Or just click the link in the show notes below. And hey, if you identify as a three, share this episode with your people so we can get to know you better and love and understand you as best as we can. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That is how you can find me. And don't forget we have special Annie of summer koozies over at shopanniefdowns.com. I think that's it for me today though, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds really fun to you. And I will do the same. And we'll see you back here next week. Monday with the Enneagram Fours. Tuesday, our friend John Tyson is back. And Thursday with the Enneagram Fives. It's a great week on that. Sounds fun, y'all. I'll see y'all there.